And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. Well, this show started a few weeks back. Got to spend some quality time with some very close friends. You take those Saturday afternoons and, and try to do some pool time when you can and soak in some sun, and conversation came up. Essentially, it was a financial conversation. In today's show, I'm going to discuss roadblocks to financial freedom because there's a ton of them out there. So you'll want to stick with me for the entire show. But my friends obviously realize that my wife and I have been real estate investors for the better part of 10 years. And they've seen how our life essentially has been blessed, how it's progressed. And we don't have the stress or the burden uh, that my friends uh, shared with us. And it was a personal conversation. I will say I'm personally, my wife and I, I feel like we're a long, long way from where we want to be uh, financially. But I will tell you, uh, we are light years ahead of where I thought I would be when I was um, my friend's age, essentially 10, 12 years ago. And that's when we did start in investing in real estate, but they shared uh, that their net worth is about $150,000 outside of their equity in their home. So about a hundred in a 401k and then uh, various savings, this and that, uh, another 50k. And that, that was their estimate. Um, great folks, two young daughters. Um, my friend's got a great job. I mean, brings down some huge jack, excellent um, income, but the conversation is what all of us middle class folks have it at some point or another. There's always the major concerns, uh, future cost, uh, retirement, right, that weighs on you. Um, you know you're not funding the 401k, and, and I'm not a 401k guy, but these none of my other friends are real estate investors outside of Lifestyles Unlimited. Let me just say that. Um, but yeah, the weight, uh, knowing that they're not funding the retirement the way uh, they should be, the way that uh, conventional wisdom world tells you that they should be. So they're worried about uh, retirement. Uh, they're worried about future quality of life, right? Everything continues to get more expensive. Just, you know, this year's costlier than last year, which was costlier than the year before, right? It just, it's always going up. Uh, time with the family, right? Um, like I said, vacations are expensive, but even little vacations, right? You head down to Galveston for a weekend and uh, you're eating out, you're staying in a hotel, um, you've got the expense of travel. It's not, nothing's cheap anymore. Uh, so your cost of living's continually going up. This couple has a ton of equity in their home. They live in one of the most popular areas in the entire state of Texas. I mean, it's a they have a beautiful house, overlooks, uh, just incredible. Uh, you can see wildlife, you know, running through their property in the back. So essentially, they're house rich by, but financially poor, right? If you've ever heard that saying, house rich financially poor, but they have a much greater net worth 
at their age than when I started investing in real estate. Um, and I was basically their age when I started, uh, yet they're so ingrained in the conventional world, the conventional promise that just keep doing what you're doing. And by the time you're 65, everything will be okay. But it became very apparent, and, and I don't try to push anyone into real estate at, at all, really. Uh, this show is about, um, is about me talking to you about real estate investing, but I don't do that really with my friends unless they approach the conversation, because I tried in the past. When I first started and I was seeing success and was making 100% returns on houses, I was telling everybody, but I soon learned that no one's going to change. They're not going to change their ways until they decide to change their ways. So I'm not going to be the bore at the cocktail party and try to push somebody somewhere. It's not right. Um, it's not my style. And uh, I just don't want to be that guy. But if someone wants to talk to me about investing in real estate, I'm obviously open to it. But I, I soon came to realize that essentially the couple shared it and they're kind of shrugged the shoulders. It is what it is. But it's more than that. There's they are caught up in what I'm going to call for the rest of this show, the roadblocks uh, to financial freedom. But based on that conversation, I, I was able to jot down essentially 13 reasons why most people will never achieve financial freedom. I'm going to call them 13 roadblocks. I hope we can get to them all today. If I can't, I'll do, I'll tee up a second show and, and come back on the backside and, and we'll do it then. Before I get to that, I, I do want to offer a note for real estate investors out there. I get a lot of emails. Uh, people are posting up. They're not necessarily uh, staying active because of the market conditions. Um, and, and the market conditions are getting better. There are great opportunities headed our way. They're going to get great. But in the meantime, what I want to say Think and do is better than wait and see, okay? Uh, I, I, I actually invested probably, I don't know, two, two and a half months ago into a passive investment deal. And I do that not only to create passive income, but as my friend uh, John Pry would say, um, we cre create passive streams of depreciation. So that's another show for another day, but that's uh, an important thing that I need to do on the backside. But I want to say that think and do is better than wait and see okay i know people that have been playing the wait and see card for the last seven years all right um when's the best time to buy real estate 30 years ago when's the next best time today all right it's a mathematical equation and if it works if it cash flows if it meets the criteria that we teach you here at lifestyles unlimited then invest right keep going keep buying on the down uh, you'll be blessed um, one year, two years, three years from now. The decisions you're making today are going to affect your tomorrow. But there's a lot of people out there that bought properties up until, let's say, 2016. Again, I get the emails. Uh, and then they just stopped. They just stopped for whatever reason. They said, oh, the market's getting too hot for me. In 2016, look, we continued to make thousands of dollars from 2016 to 2021. I know folks that made millions of dollars during that time. So what do we know about the future? We know that there are going to be distressed sellers in all classes of real estate, all classes. Now, we advise single-family investing and multifamily investing, but there's a lot of stress on commercial real estate. We know that bomb's coming. 
There's stress in the short-term rental space. There's stress in the hospitality space. Um, loans at all these levels are resetting. Insurance continues to go up. Taxes continue to go up. Occupancy, which had gone up and up and up and up, is coming down. It's coming down. Some of these folks are moving back home. Some are, are picking up roommates. Um, so occupancy is, is trending down, and all these pressures are combining essentially to create the perfect storm, and they're putting enormous pressure on some of these owners. Now, this pressure, what, what's it doing? Okay, it's when I say pressure, uh, I'm talking about decreased value. And you may say, well, Mike, how's the value decreasing? Look, multifamily properties value is based on the return of the property. Okay, let me explain that. A single family home, you're in a neighborhood, um, you take the average uh, of what those homes sold for per square foot, not the high, not the low. You take the average and, uh, you know, you pick four or five or six of them, run the average. That's what your home's going to be like. I don't care how tricked out your home is. Um, home value is based on the neighborhood and it's based on the average per square foot price. Now, a multifamily property is a business. Its value is based on net operating income. Okay. If your net operating income is $100,000 this year, or excuse me, last year, and this year it's $80,000, your value went down, okay? The value of the property. It doesn't matter what you paid for it. That property's value is based on the return, okay? So all these forces are taking the cash flow away from the property, and it is forcing the value down. It's a mathematical equation. The sellers are like, but I paid x for the property so i want to sell it for a little more than x sorry but your noi is down 10 percent, 15 percent, 20 percent, maybe greater than that if your loan reset and you went from an interest only to a six six and a half you you may be negative cash flow so the value goes down and and the bank is going to agree with you okay you can you're going to buy it and you're going to use leverage and the bank's going to go i agree with your assessment harrison here's what that property's worth and the seller can either accept or decline so that's that's the market forces that are coming so so i want i want activity from you i don't want you just sitting on the sidelines so think and do is much better than wait and see liquidity Cash is going to be the king, okay? So get liquid. You're going to be able to act when others cannot, okay? You're going to be able to act when others cannot. So it's going to be, uh, you're going to get your cash ready, but you also have to have your credit ready. Be sure your credit's in order. Um, Your leverage, be sure you're having those meetings with your lenders and you're ready to move, okay? You need to be ready to act. Be sure your team is in place, okay? You need your team of folks that are going to help you purchase that property. Uh, your brokers, right? Your buying agents, your bank. Um, your You may have a realtor out there scouting property for you. You need to have a GC ready to go. You need to have a team ready to ra- walk these units and confirm what needs to be done in these units. And you need to be networking. Why should you be networking? One, you get your best practices from people that are doing this, okay? So, so important. But two, you're putting the word out. Hey, I am looking for a property. I would like to find a property and then describe the property. I want a class B after 1986, 30 to 40 units in this range. 
This is what I'm looking for. And if you're telling that to folks out there, when they come across an opportunity, they see it, then they can relate it back to you. So um, get liquid right now and be able to act when others cannot. Get your cash in order, your credit in order, your leverage, your banking needs to be over, your team, and your networking. All right, roadblocks to financial freedom. We have just a few seconds before the break, but I was sharing essentially a very close conversation with some good friends. Uh, these are good people, okay? They are, uh, they've made good decisions in life. Uh, my friend's got an excellent job, a college graduate. Uh, he's in, uh, in a field that is always going to be in demand, so there's no worry about uh, employment necessarily in the future. I know companies come and go, uh, but his skills are going to enable him to work. But he's trapped in this middle-class paradigm. He's done everything society has told him to, yet uh, the best he is, he's house-rich and financially poor, and he's stressing about that situation. So we'll come back on the other side and talk about it. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I was at a seminar one time, and a guy... We're sitting up there and he was saying, what you really need is you need the young, aggressive entrepreneur people to go out there and take that money and invest it with them. I walked up to the front of the stage and I said, hey, I'm that guy you're talking about that should be mentoring these people on how to do this. The guy goes, sir, we don't allow solicitation. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm here to tell you I'm exactly the guy you were telling them to look for. And I'm willing to help them for nothing. And the guy goes, if you don't stop soliciting, I'm going to have to have security come and get you. And I said, I can see you're a scam. I'll just leave. Everything I said had gone through the intercom. So I walked out of the seminar room and 200 people followed me. And that's how Lifestyles was started. Are you ready to get up and follow Dale? Join us today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. We're going to discuss some roadblocks to financial freedom. And I want to ask, what's what's holding you back? Most people, obviously, are not real estate investors. And as I mentioned, all of my non-Lifestyles Unlimited friends and family are not real estate investors. They think I'm a kook. I mean, they're crazy. What's he doing? But I'm not. I'm doing the right things and it shows. And so a lot of folks, they're not going to change their ways no matter what. But they're also in the majority. I know that only 7% of people in this country own an investment property. Okay. I'm not talking about a vacation home. I'm talking about a property that is a cash flowing investment property, like a single family home or investing into a multi family cash flowing property, right? 7% of us. So we definitely are uh, essentially the oddballs out there. So what's holding people back? Number one, the middle class paradigm. What is that? That's what we're all taught, right? Go to school, get good grades so that you can get into a college, go to college, uh, graduate, even if you graduate with debt, it uh, doesn't matter because the main thing is when you get to college, you now you're going to be able to get that great job, right? So Again, we can argue this, but this is what you're taught. And why do you want that great job? 
Because when you're 22, you need to start funding your 401k. At least that's what they tell you. But no one starts at 22. They start thinking about that at 28, 30, 35. Uh, But if you start funding it and feeding it 20% of everything you make, then when you're 65, you can have this gorgeous retirement where you're financially free and you can travel and bless your family and do everything that you put off your whole life. I'm telling you, the middle class paradigm is false. It is unbelievable true and my generation is going to be the generation that proves that to the world why do i think that because right now 20 percent of folks over 70 the baby boomers are still working 20 actually it's 20 percent of people between 70 and 75 they're still working look you can point to the one person that's 73 years old and they work because they want to and when you do that i'm going to point to 35 people that are over the age of 70 that are working because they have to because they don't have a retirement. And those are financial facts in this country. In my generation, that percentage, my belief, is going to increase greatly. You might have uh, 40%, maybe 50% of people in Gen X that are over the age of 70 that are still working. And it's because of just what I told you. No one is funding the 401k, at least the way uh, these financial gurus tell you that you should be funding it, because why? They're they're married, they have kids, they have a mortgage. Uh, They also wanna have a little bit of a life. They don't wanna live like hermits. And the the fact is, it's just broken. And that's, they're caught in this middle-class paradigm. But even worse than that, Many of these folks know that. They know it. They, they sit down, whether maybe it's once a year, maybe they hide from it, but they look at the math and they, they know in the back of their mind in that deep, dark recess that they're not going to have enough in retirement to have a decent, dignified retirement. They're not going to have enough to do what they want. They're not going to have enough to finally lay it all down and say, wow, I, I can finally do what I want. And, and these folks just refuse to believe the truth or they get mad if someone else mentions the truth. And so that's kind of back to why I don't even talk about real estate investing with friends or family. And like I said, um, they're, they're all non-real estate investors and pretty much everyone I know outside of uh, Lifestyles Unlimited is not a real estate investor. There's a few folks here, um, people that I've met, uh, acquaintances, let's just say, uh, that have some rental property. Now, obviously, all my friends in Lifestyles Unlimited, yes, this is what we do. But I'm just telling you the norm outside of, uh, you know, only 7% of us own an investment property. So the middle class paradigm might be the number one reason why people aren't investing in real estate, because they refuse to believe that everything they've been told by their parents, their boss, by the human resources person when they signed up uh, for their benefits package at their corporate America job. They refuse to uh, the TV commercials, right? Every TV commercial or watch a golf tournament and look who sponsors those. They're all mutual fund companies and banks and and that sort of thing. Uh, The commercials on TV, uh, they show an American Express commercial, which is a credit card. Uh, which credit card debts the worst kind of debt there there absolutely is but it's a credit card commercial and they're showing the old folks frolicking on the beach uh rolled up khakis dancing somewhere in the caribbean it looks awesome cool hotel cool beach behind them uh, i sure hope those folks are paying the bill at the end of the month so that they're not having this interest but uh, folks basically refuse to believe everything they've been told their whole life is a failed plan but you're hearing it from me, okay? So hopefully many of you will finally get the message and just say, 
it's not working. I need to do something different. Send me an email, askmike at L-U-I-N-C dot com, and it'll help you get started. Now, another reason why, uh, another roadblock to financial freedom, uh, I call it the good life roadblock, right? What gets in the way of a great life? A good life. And folks are afraid. And this kind of, I guess, goes along with the middle class paradigm. Uh, they don't want to uh, essentially disrupt the apple cart, right? Why dump the apple cart? Why should I deviate from here? Uh, I don't believe that this works, right? Everything someone hears about real estate is taxes, toilets, tenants. Everyone shares the nightmare. Um, people will crawl through broken glass and rocks to come come tell you when they find out you're a real estate investor. Um, they'll jump over the sofa to go, hey, Mike, I heard you own some real estate. Man, my cousin's brother's nephew's a girlfriend, her mom had a rental property and it got destroyed and she had to declare bankruptcy. I'm like, why, why are you telling me this? I mean, <laughs> people love to do it. It's an obsession. Uh, but what gets in the way of a great life is a good life. And people, when everything's okay, bills are paid, we get a decent vacation every year or every other year. Uh, I drive a three-year-old F-150 truck and my wife gets to do her nails and her hair once a month and everything's a-okay why should i do something different because everything's paid um, look corporate america is good until the moment they're not a paycheck is temporary and folks have to learn that the hard way and, and every time they go wow uh, it would be nice if i had some passive income in my life to help me get through these rough periods but again a lot of people they just have blinders on and um they don't want to change, right? The good life holds you back. And this is what's stopping people from, from making these moves. But like I said, I wish folks would just give it a shot. I wish they would listen to what we have. Lifestylesunlimited.com. And if you'd like to sit in on our, our uh, free workshop and see just how this works, that's freeworkshoplivestream.com. So an, another roadblock a lot of folks have, fear, okay? Fear, just afraid, right? I, I shared with you how people are always keen to to come share the the crazy real estate story about you know the the fact that they uh, somebody rented a home and basically uh, the house was destroyed and they never got paid and and blah 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 but uh, very rarely do people go uh, yeah my uh, uncle started buying rental property when he was 24 and uh, when he was 35 he was a multi-millionaire and retired and essentially uh, lived half his uh, uh, half the year down in the Caribbean and the other half at his home in Colorado. No one ever shares that story unless you're sitting around at a Lifestyles Unlimited cocktail party and you got six people standing around that are doing the same, <laughs> that are living that life, and it's real. But, but fear, uh, looking at it from the outside, it's more of an excuse than an actual reason, okay? So I, I think a lot of people just use fear to not do something, right? There's an understanding uh, of folks that go, I'll never uh, go parachuting because I'm afraid. I, I get that. Um, and I'm thinking of my buddy, Andy, that does the show. Uh, that guy has done more jumps out of airplanes. Uh, I mean, hundreds of them, him and his wife. Uh, but if they let fear get in the way, they would have never had that confidence. But you know what helped them overcome that is um, education and experience. Education and experience trump fear every time. Think of it like this. Um, my brother passed away from cancer at a young age, right? He was 34 years old. It blew us away. It came out of nowhere. But if you ask a man with terminal cancer, 
if he's afraid of trying an experimental treatment that might save your life, is he going to say no? No. He's going to say, bring it on. Let's try it. So if you're 70 years old, 72 years old, 73 years old, and you ask yourself at 73 and you're still working, geez, would you have tried real estate investing when you were 40, when you realized that your net worth wasn't going to get you where you are? Your 70-year-old self is going to go, you bet I would have. I would have tried it when I was 50 if I, had, if I was just only brave enough, but I never did, right? If you ask your 73-year-old self that's still working, hey, if you had taken this path when you were 42, 43, 45, 50 years old, and it meant that you could possibly retire in five years, would you have taken that path? I promise you, your 73-year-old self is going to go, yes, I would take that path. So fear really is more of an excuse. Um, and I don't want you to have the regret, right? Like I said, just buy one house. Just buy one house and then tell me what you think. All right, another huge roadblock, and this is massive, and I was guilty of this myself, and I'm going to call this debt aversion, okay? Debt aversion. It's huge. Look, Dave Ramsey is popular. I mean, that guy's on hundreds of radio stations across the country blasting out his message and you can boil his message down in, in into one sentence debt is bad right that's all he teaches debt is bad he doesn't teach that there's different kinds of debt um, but Dave is just reinforcing much of what society and our parents taught us he's reinforcing the messaging that's out there right what's the messaging um, credit card debt is the highest it's ever been, right? You'll see another story on the news this week about it. Student loan debt. It's all over the place, right? And so there's a, a it's negative. Everything's negative about it. Um, so all you hear is debt, 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 credit card debt, student loan debt, mortgage debt. You hear that um, a car, uh, basically they're, they're repoing more cars today than they ever have been. Why? Because people aren't able to pay the bills. Debt, 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 uh, mortgage debt, right? Mortgage debt always leads to foreclosure. And it, all the bad is in the news and in the messaging. What's not in the news or messaging is something called investment debt. And that's what we do here, right? I bring my friend, Mr. Bank, to every deal. He says, Harrison looks good to me. Here's 70% of, of what you need to buy this property. Let's buy it. And we move on down the road. My question for you is, if you're debt averse, think of this. Why wouldn't you borrow, and, and I know rates are up, but this is, this is me, at 3%, 4%, 500% to go make 100% in one year? Yes. 100% in one year or more. And why wouldn't you borrow at 3, 4, 5, even 6, even 7% to make an annualized 15 or 25% on an annualized basis? Why wouldn't you do that? You get to make the spread. That's how I got started. Literally, I took a loan, my first loan from my 401k. I took out $30,000. I bought a property. I paid that loan off 18 months later and I borrowed $50,000. I bought another property. Short-term loan. One time I did a short-term personal loan with my bank for $50,000. It was at a 12% interest rate. Now, it was an installment loan, and, and it, was a, it was a five-year loan, but I knew I was only going to hold it for a few months uh, for $50,000 because there was a passive investment in an apartment community that I needed that money to get into immediately. Now, I had some other money coming in, and I was able to pay that, that loan back in, in just a few months, 
But at the time, that was the cost. To, that was the cost of money, and so it was twelve percent to get that money. It was basically unsecured. It was just based on my good name and my credit, my relationship with the bank. They gave me fifty. I invested it, but I promise you that fifty today. I mean, that was years ago. It's probably worth $150,000, $250,000. It's in my cash flow snowball. I did a HELOC for $100,000 so I can invest in more uh, property and continue on. So investment debt. And, and let me tell you something else about investment debt. You, we get to write off the interest expense, right? Every property, every single family property we own, that's a business. And if you have a loan on that property, that loan has interest on it. Guess what that interest is? That's a business expense. So debt aversion really is about um, debt ignorance. You need to understand what's going on. We'll continue Roadblocks on another show. I've got a bunch more. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.